0: Space Brains, the show where we joy-watch sci-fi movies and then talk about what was good and what was great. I'm sorry, and this is Mark.
1: Hiya. Tonight, we're talking about Equals, so consider this your spoiler warning.
0: Yeah, turn back now if you haven't seen this movie yet, and then you can tune back in. What was your number one takeaway from Equals? My number one takeaway, I think, was that I hate Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I remember reading that when I was in high school and initially it's quite hard being Shakespearean, but, cool. but by the by the way you still get totally sucked into it and there's a whole the whole double suicide thing's going on. And when I was watching Equals I had flashbacks to that and I went, you know what? I don't like it
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I look, it is Romeo and Juliet, this movie. Life,
0: life's too short it's... for tragedy, so let's let's stick with uh
1: it didn't dawn on me early in the story, but as it as it plodded along, I was like, "Oh, oh, uh, uh, Romeo, oh, Juliet, oh, oh."
0: Uh. Yeah. And as
1: you get towards the
0: end, yeah, we'll get it's to just that, like, oh, that, that, Romeo actually, and Juliet. That plot point there, <laughs> is just like, "Yeah, I I told him to wait back at the his apartment," and oh, no. yeah, no. Okay, so anyway, that's one to yeah, one takeaway. Tragedy is is not my bag. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll have monsters eating people all day long, right down to the bone. But, yeah, star-crossed lovers having a tragic ending, not for me. Definitely. So tell me then, how would you classify this, Mark? Uh, hope, a warning, or an experiment?
1: Ooh, it's, look, I think it is a warning, I reckon. <laughs> warning,
0: warning, warning.
1: <laughs> That's right. There's Danger. dialects in the background, isn't there? Yeah. Um, it's uh yeah, I think it is a warning because it's a post apocalyptic society and this society has decided that you know you don't you don't get to touch each other, you don't get to have relationships. And then I suppose um so I, I think it's a little bit more in the warning sort of category, to be honest, compared to like thinking about the lobster being an experiment. Because that I think, you know, this film or this story is saying to us, you know, that the humanity led to an apocalypse you know that we caused that was the impression and then this remaining human part of us that goes forth is then trying to figure out who we are as humanity you know and so mm-hmm. they in the film they do talk about you know that they've sent rockets into space and they sort of they seem to be all watching it like wondering what's going to happen and he does say later in the film like um i've always wondered why we send rockets so far away when The answer is kind of here, you know, because, because that's the question I think that, that humanity is trying to decide is, you know, who are we? Who are we as a people? You know, so I, I think it's an experiment. What about you? Experiment? You said warning. Oh, warning. Sorry. Not experiment. (laughs) It's, it's borderline, but I think it is warning, warning, warning. I
0: suppose. Yeah. Warning. It's not really hope. We can disagree. Sorry. It's fine. Hope is it, is it, it it kind of is a hope, hope story too, though, isn't it? That, that we'll get on, but I, I can see the warning there that we, uh we ignore ourselves to our own detriment. So. Well,
1: I, I probably, I guess the thing is as well, you know, if, if we, you know, if we allowed, if we allowed ourselves to kind of, because, because again, you know, humans are probably going to survive no matter what, aren't we? You know, like, like, there'll be some part of us that will survive, whether it's only 1% of us or just even a dozen of us. I mean, and and as humans, we always talk about this, don't we, like with zombie stories, that there's always some that survive the outbreak. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. if, if we send nuclear bombs, you know, if the big countries, China and America and whatever, send bomb each other, and yeah, there's an outfall um, of nuclear radiation that destroys most of the world and blah, blah, blah probably at the end of the day there'd be some sort of some sort of people left somewhere oh, there's,
0: there's too many people yeah, floating about to
1: yeah and so that but then I guess the question is so if that all happens and then these people kind of lord of the flies style you know it's it's a new society it's a chance for a new beginning and i guess this story is saying well that's happened and now we are whatever a 100 years from that and point it, and it's and sort of
0: a bit of a utopian story too. It is, it? because it's yeah a, no, there, there was no homelessness. No. There was, everyone seemed to have food. Yep. It was quite peaceful, uh, beautiful and serene in its own way. Mm. Uh, so there was certainly uh, sort of a, a community, or uh, not really a community, it's more of a communal living. Yeah. Which is somewhat positive. I, I would, yeah. Certainly yeah. I wouldn't have called it a dystopian future.
1: No, no, not at all. Which no, no.
0: it would have been easy to go with the whole lack of emotion you an interaction type thing to, to make it look uh, a bit darker, but it's I suppose the lobster was a bit darker in that sense. Yeah, that there was these these strictures around how you can relate and what it means. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, they had the um, had the rules. Well, they weren't even necessarily rules; or recommendations. That's right. Uh, no one there was no one there with big sticks or guns to. Force you into well, doing things.
1: That was, I thought that was a bit interesting. Wasn't it that the, the police or whatever they were, and then health they and, safety. Health and, safety, yeah, health and you know. safety. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, they didn't carry weapons or anything, did they? They just, they just kind of complied with it. And, um, and even in the den, when they said that people are taken there, they're not actually tortured. They're just sort of basically suggested they should commit suicide. Yeah. Like that's the recommendation the, and they kind given- of help them to commit suicide yeah, what, what but they, they don't they actually do it to them they
0: just they end said them help, yeah help them find a peaceful end to yeah, their yeah
1: yeah so yeah Which, this this society is very peaceful but again coming out of some sort of you know we're blowing the living shit out of each other well you know all that's left is
0: the peninsula <laughs> that's right well that's a shame we didn't see that i
1: wanted to see it too yeah <laughs> so
0: in in the meantime though what are you being up to this week
1: uh, look, well, it's, it's past two
0: weeks, I suppose. It's yeah, been. yeah. Look, it's
1: the same as last time. I'm, I'm still editing that feature script, and I'm, I've got another one bubbling away. So I've started on that. Something I did want to mention, Bart, was have you watched or, or catched on Netflix? I think it is. Sex, love, and robots, or sex, death, and robots, and it's an it's love, like a little love, death, and robots. Love, death, and robots. Yes. There we go. We finally got the yes. Uh, sorry, I've seen a few of them. Haven't seen every single episode, but it has boom blown my mind. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I, it's really a couple of them have really grabbed grabbed my attention, and they are in our world. Sorry, can yeah.
0: I can I tell you my peculiar experience with that particular series? Yeah. So the first episode is sort of you know gladiatorial combat. Yes. Yeah a little bit racy here and there, but otherwise... Okay, the second one was kind of a bit humorous for the three robots and the That's cats. That's right,
1: yeah, a little bit softer, a bit funny.
0: And then the third one, there's like a... Because you understand, I'm watching this on the train. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm, you can imagine I'm leaning forward, elbows on knees, <laughs> holding the, the phone there, so anyone who was sitting upright can could easily your... look over my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Strangely enough, the alien monsters tearing each other apart and splattering audience with blood... I don't I didn't feel a problem with that. Yeah. Uh the weird bondage
1: Yeah, that third episode's a killer. orgy scene. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I had to turn it off. I went I mean I've got nothing no problem with this, but I have oh, to be come on. sensitive to the fact that <laughs> there's lots of other people on this train Probably You didn't want to, to be look-
1: seen as a dirty pervert on the train, did you?
0: Well, out of context, it's yeah. It's a little screen. I've got my earphones in, and there's just like guys in rubber masks, yeah. and a mostly naked woman wearing weird makeup yeah. dancing about the place. It's kind of...
1: I can understand that, but come on, sorry,
0: you have got to fight the good fight it's for a sci-fi. Bit socially awkward there, so <laughs> it is. That's okay. I'll just wait until I'm seeing out because normally I like to get to the end of the train, so there's no one yeah. on my wi- right hand side, and, that and then way, you look at the filth. That way, I can sort of sit and I can watch the filth as much as I like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I, look, it's grabbed my attention. I've seen that episode. I've seen those ones you've talked about. I've seen that one. And the other night just kind of didn't have much time at home. And I just kind of, and that's what I loved about, you know, just chuck it on 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Next thing I know, I watched like four in a row. Uh,
0: so, you know, like an hour. I do like that style of short film because it gets you straight to the juicy point. It does. You're not really trying to develop characters so Mm, much. But whatever character development you have is also highly compressed. It's quite good.
1: So I've really liked that. How about you?
0: Anything you've been doing in the creative fields? I finished editing my uh, season one novel of Exit Plan. Excellent. So I'm up to the laborious process now of formatting it. And I'm actually running it through Grammarly as well just to catch any sort of mistakes are made i'm already sort of catching a few so i'm hoping to get that through as quickly as i can and i've got to rope my wife into doing some design work on a cover mm-hmm. because i can't be shelling out 400 dollars or 800 dollars for a book cover when yeah well quite frankly i, I i'm hoping to get five dollars fifty for this book <laughs> <laughs> so no actually everyone's going to love it everyone who's listening
1: you should do like a classic fantasy cover, you know, like a drawing, you know, just hand drawn by the uh, the writer, you know, by the author. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hand drawn by me would yeah. Be, well, that wouldn't take very long, uh, and probably wouldn't really suit the tone too well. But sure, I'll give it a shot. It, it's going to be fairly simple. It's quite good. Um,
1: and where you where you planning on publishing that?
0: That's going to straight down Amazon Excellent. Very good. Uh, this okay. Let's move on. That's okay. Let's the, move on. The to world equals. is full of new ideas. So you know. equals is a story, <laughs> the hidden story of mathematics.
1: It is, isn't it?
0: No. Really. So <laughs> it's a bit of an
1: emotionalist utopia. You know yeah. that you're not allowed emotions. Like I joked tonight, we're not allowed to touch each other during this podcast. Which is no actually hand... not a joke. <laughs> no, you know, like uh, no handshakes, no high fives. We are uh, not getting in, getting into that. And then they have a. A a syndrome that is diagnosed by the medical profession, which is basically just emotions, really, isn't it? Like if you have an emotional response, then you've suddenly got to rush to the doctor and you're, and it's SOS.
0: Yes, SOS. <laughs> I, I do like that. That's, yeah, I, that's kind I like of a, that. a marketing thing as well. A mm. SOS, um, switched on syndrome, that's I mean it. it was. Yeah. Yep,
1: yep. So if you, if you're then diagnosed with that, and then there's four stages of it as well, which we find out, you know, that you're going to go from stage one through to stage four. And we really, when you get to stage four, you're sort of at that point that then you have to go to the DEN, which is another acronym.
0: Yeah, the den. What Do you was it? What the, the den was Department of Emotional Neuropathy.
1: I think that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Or
0: neutralize it. No, I'm which
1: we get the great Jackie something. Weaver, the Australian actress, popping in. She's all over the place at the moment. She's so successful. Everyone just wants her in some piece of the, uh, the movie. Right? I was just
0: playing too much attention to guy. Yeah,
1: Guy Pierce as well. He pops in. Um, so we'll talk a bit more about his character. So. Do you want me to run through the plot or do you want yeah, to... Yeah, let's
0: kick off the plot and then we'll...
1: Yeah, so look, it is, like we were saying, it's a clean post, uh, post-apocalyptic world. Um, there doesn't seem to be any crime or um, problems in society, but everyone is on their own. And we have our main character, Silas. Uh, he shows up and we see him sort of live his life in a way. And he's, yeah, he's on his own. He eats on his own. Um, he wakes up on his own. It's a very clean, white, futuristic apartment, and then a very clean, white, futuristic society. Um, Something I really picked up on was the lines. Like, there's a lot of lines in this world. In his apartment, like his clothes come out, his clothes go back, the breakfast thing comes out. Yeah, I quite like the
0: way nothing in his living space was sort of a permanent fixture moved, which I think gave you the feeling there was. You weren't going to grow attached to your couch where That's your right. favourite things because... No it, emotions, sorry, as soon no emotions. As you emotions. stood up the couch, into the wall, yeah, off it goes.
1: Um, and then we learn uh, very quickly about that SOS syndrome. Uh, and we also learn that there's something called a conception test that women have to go and do. And, and so later we find out that means that they're being tested if they can have a baby. Uh, because again, in this world, straight away, I started thinking, well, how do they have more children? Yeah. Is it purely medical whole, thing or what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and so they, that was answered as the story goes on. Uh, yeah. And then he realizes that he is having an emotional response, doesn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, well, he, That's the he first has a kind nightmare. of nightmare. Yeah. He has a nightmare. <laughs> um,
1: and he goes to the doctor and I found that a really funny scene. That doctor sits in that little squeaky chair and, just kind of talks to him about it and then comes over and stabs him with this, uh, pen that yeah, does no, all, does everything. No, for him. On that. No, no. It's just,
0: uh, we'll need a blood test.
1: Yeah. And it's yeah. just a little sort of silver pen with lights on it and it lights up. And he goes, yes, you do have SOS. Um, and he goes, I'll, I'll give you some inhibitors. You know, that's your first stage of it all. Uh, yeah. And we have also told that, uh, basically other people, commit suicide when they find out that they might have SOS. So society, I suppose, is divided up straight away that if you have SOS, your sort of life appears to be over, Mm. you know, compared to those that don't have SOS. Um, It's very emotionalist, the whole society when he's at work, it's very clinical. When he's in society, everyone's walking to work and stuff. They don't really talk or smile, or they're not listening to music or anything like that. Reading um, books, no. reading books, or you know, watching filth on the train or anything. We don't see any of that throughout the story. It's very march into work, etc. I felt there was a. The, this is sort of a bit of the change in the story. Is the Someone commits suicide at his work. The yeah. uh, boy falls out the or jumps out the window. And then he notices his co worker, Nia, his reaction to the death. And it's like she's biting her lip and she's sort of squeezing her hand. And it's like she is having an emotional response. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. I oh, I so she. On. So to me, that's that. And then from there, there's sort of, I suppose, a little bit of a debate where he's kind of going, I'm emotional, she's emotional, but actually I think I like her. I've got feelings for her. So he's kind of falling for her that. And yeah, he dreams of suicide. He um, diagnosed with the syndrome, syndrome, sorry. He tests positive and then he's given the drugs and he actually then starts following her and he's following her around. She's sort of ignoring her and then she confronts him and actually rejects him. So she says, no. No.
0: He says, no, I don't have the bug. No. They, call it, they call it the bug. They a, do call it the bug. I don't yeah. have the bug. You're just imagining things.
1: Yes. Yeah, so then that all happens. And then so he's a bit dejected, but he doesn't give up. And then one night at the workplace, when everyone else has left, she sort of subtly leaves ahead of him. And he follows her and she goes into the work toilet. And in there, in the toilet, they kind of... Get it on, this basically. Is, this is how and you know very... it's a utopian society because
0: <laughs> the toilets were toilets. clean enough that they felt happy sitting yeah. on the floor, and... and
1: they were unisex, you know, male and female in the in the toilets, which we you know we do have in some office towers these days. But they were, you know, it's all safe, no emotions, so there's no worries about that. So there is quite a long scene of them getting together, and it's very slow and all that sort of stuff. And she then reveals yeah. through this relationship that she's actually a hider, so she doesn't she's never been diagnosed with the syndrome but she has emotions and she knows it uh, So their forbidden fruit continues <laughs> um, through some scenes and we, we we follow them on that and it's quite interesting they get to know each other uh, in, in in sort of body and spirit and as a relationship and then the manager happens to come in on the toilet and he basically lets Silas know that he knows in a really subtle way. And I, 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 liked that scene because he was basically saying, look, I know, but you know, so stop it and it's okay. So th- yeah, that, that was a good turning point, good midpoint, I thought. And, uh, yeah, so they have to then stay away from each other. They have to go, this is it. We can't, we can't, you know, continue this relationship. So they kind of break up. Uh, and he decides to actually leave his job, uh, which was apparently a really good job. And he goes and well, from... It
0: all seems a bit undifferentiated to me. It I mean, does, it does. I, to tell the truth, I'd prefer to be the gardener. Yeah, the gardener seemed that like... would be awesome. <laughs> He'd like plant gardens and, yeah, yeah. and they have beautiful gardens there. Yeah, which...
1: I didn't say that before, but he was like an illustrator on this awesome huge iPad. Yeah, here. he
0: would draw the, <laughs> draw the artwork for the articles yeah, about yeah. space travel, I think most. Yeah,
1: well, the, I think the... Well, that's what she was working on. When he started, he was drawing... It seemed like the, there was maybe survivors. The yeah, the peninsula. There was people on the other side or there used to be or something. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so he used a massive iPad and he used to draw on it in a cool way. So his solitude as a gardener, he's lonely. She's upset. She's lonely. Love is brutal. We get the guy Pierce character. Jonas turns up and suddenly says to him, Well, actually, we have a support group, you know, a yeah, bit like an alcoholic. Yeah, like, uh, an alcoholic. Support group, yeah, yeah. like AA yeah. sort of thing. Uh, we get together and in that support group was quite nice really because we, we do meet that Jackie Weaver character, Bess, the, the head doctor of the den. But in that support group, it was basically, it was a nice debate about, oh, like one of them was saying, I hate this. Like I hate being emotional, you know, like I'd yeah. rather be the other way. And then one of the others is like, it's good to be emotional. And you know, and then Bess, who's a hider is saying, it doesn't really matter because to me it's like even eye contact when you know someone's emotional, it's, it's so valuable, you know, even mm. if they're dying, it's a, mo- it's a value, it's a valuable experience. So we sort of have that debate between them all. And Jonas also saying that, well, in the past he'd had an experience with a woman that didn't end up too well, but you know, here, here we go. And so again, we're having really good sort of, the world was closing in on Nia and Silas. Um, yeah, so he also gets told what actually happens at the den, which is basically they're encouraged to commit suicide. And that is from Bess, who who's saying that she is the head surgeon there or head clinician or
0: something. Yeah, she's a clinical worker of some sort. Yeah,
1: so apparently that's got a bit of weight in that society. And they decide, they're d- debating, they're both individually, Nia and Silas, sort of going, well, should we? Oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't. Oh, that's also tension. And uh, they sort of are saying, is a relationship worth it? You know, because we'll probably end up at the dead. Like, we'll probably end up dead. Yes, is the answer. Yes, is the answer. <laughs> so she pounds on his apartment door and they come in and then they actually make love. So before that, they haven't really made love. And so, so they have a really, that's right. They have a real, that filth again. I hope you weren't watching this on the train. Not that we really see much in that scene, but they, they get it on. They have a good relationship. And right after that, of course, it's a good, good plot point. The cure, you know, yeah, they yeah. announced the cure is available now. So anyone that has SOS, this is not an inhibitor. This is actually the cure. Come get a vaccine shot. Jab you in the neck. Jab you in the neck Put a little sticker and on it. you're, you're done. So that's quite interesting. So they then decide, well, he, he says, I don't want to get the vaccine. I want to let let's leave. Let's go to the peninsula. So they, they decide to do that. And at the same time, she is called for a conception test. Yeah. And so you sort of think, oh, pretty, she's
0: going to get, you know, it's sort of one of those things where you're going, this is going to happen. And yeah. then. Hey. That's right. They but they decide
1: she should go to it because
0: it'll be okay because yeah, she's a hider. The worst that would happen is they go, oh, you've got the emotions. Yeah. You can't have a baby. That's right. I'll go see a doctor. To go see a doctor. And then they just go off that's right. to the peninsula. Yep. But what happens? Is that what happens? Do no. they just go to the peninsula and be happy?
1: No, we were hoping that's what happens. But uh, when she's done in there, she's sent to the den. Um, and so he thinks. Because she's
0: preggers yeah
1: she oh that's right sorry yeah Yeah, she is pregnant. i I did i did and that was a good little twist it's
0: one of the rules of movie making if two characters have sex they will become pregnant first time well
1: that's what i thought in passengers remember i was like really they they set me up with that herring in that film especially saying that one of the other characters is a midwife but no yeah so she is sent to the den it's not looking good he's waiting and waiting and waiting jonas and that tell him just hold on just hold on don't yeah, do anything trust rash, us. trust us. And of course, after a night, you know, she hasn't come back. And so he rushes to the den. And at the same time, they, uh, Jonas and Bess, uh, manage to escape her. They swap her identity with another woman that has died in the den, which I thought was pretty e- cool. Eva? Eva, I think, yeah. Anyway. So, they get, so she gets out and she rushes to his apartment, thinking that, you know, is he going to, you know, what's happened to him or whatever. She gets there, he's not there. He's, you know, he's gone to the den and he's told by a security guard that she committed suicide and she's dead. And so then he goes crying off into the, into the city and she's waiting and waiting and waiting. And he finally turns up and what has he done to himself? So he's got
0: a sticker on his neck.
1: Oh no. What he's does got, that mean? It's,
0: it was a good boy sticker for being stabbed in the neck with a cure. <laughs> so he is now cured of the SOS. Oh, oh yes. no. So he doesn't
1: feel emotions. He's got now.
0: about five hours. I think yeah. takes about five, six hours. Five or six hours yeah. for it
1: to really kick in. But so, he says straight away he's already feeling a bit funny. Yeah. And um, So the
0: one last night together. So
1: one last night together. You know, they have that and he, you know, falls off to sleep. She falls off to sleep. And then, of course, when she wakes up, he's... He's,
0: he's, dressed all pretty He's proper dressed in all <laughs> yeah. white. He's back in his him. white
1: clothes and, um, he doesn't feel emotions. Yeah. And he says to her that basically that he can't feel anything. He remembers, but he doesn't feel anything, mm. which I thought was a bit interesting. Cause I like, if you remember it, yeah, I'll, I'm going to be interested on your science take on this ah, medical yeah, breakthrough. Cause I nice, think it is interesting, isn't it? Can you really inhibit human emotion to that point? You know, if you're in love with someone, but then. They do still decide, Ah, stuff it. We're going to go through with the plan. Well, he
0: said we had a plan. We're going to do it.
1: let's stick with the plan. Let's stick with the plan, right? So, and she's a bit, you know, down because obviously he's not in the mood anymore. And uh, so they're on the train. And they're separated because, of course, you can't kind of give that away. And then when the train is going to the last stop or whatever the peninsula, <laughs> uh, I presume, uh, no, the, they on the way, the, the they'll, they'll meet in a... Yeah. Jonas's
0: buddy was a pilot. They were. They were going to yeah. the border, weren't they? So, they weren't
1: going to the actual peninsula, only joke. And um they decide to, you know, they, they are alone and then they do sit. He moves next to her and they sit next to her and he actually holds her hand. Yeah. And that's how the film ends. So, that's the plot. That's the plot rundown.
0: It was uh, beautiful, well-told. I didn't cry even once in this movie. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I, was, I was very nearly very nearly but bit could, my own lip, that's yeah.
1: all. And you could see, like we said earlier, I mean, Romeo and Juliet. It's a tragic love story. I mean, they don't, they don't die, but it's kind of, you know, in a way I mean, he's It's almost lost his... scene
0: for scene. The, yeah. uh, in Romeo and Juliet, just for anyone who's not read it, or seen something of it. There's a a, a priest who um, Romeo and Juliet confide in, i.e. Guy Pierce yeah. Jonas. And the priest says, "Hey, I've got a plan. We can get you through. Just meet." He says, "So Romeo, you go off and do the thing that you've got to do, and meet at the mausoleum, okay? And Juliet, you come with me. And then the priest, I can't remember his name, gives Juliet the sleeping drug." So he's taking me to that and you'll be, appear to be dead and they will whack you in the mausoleum yep. and they'll all cry, but they'll all go away. Romeo will get here and I'll make sure I'm here, give you the antidote until you be best buds for the rest of life. The priest, of course, I, I believe in Romeo and Juliet, he gets too drunk mm. and so he turns up late. So Romeo turns up, finds an apparently dead Juliet. Juliet yeah, uh, And being bitterly sad about this, stabs himself in the heart and dies. Just as the priest turns up, not quite telling him in time, Yeah, gives the drug to uh, Juliet, who wakes up and finds the dead Romeo, yeah. picks up the knife, stabs herself dead, and the priest is left to go, oh, geez, you know, that's, that's um, right. Whoopsie. <laughs> and so I was seeing this coming, and if I can, as I suppose we're sort of into the whole uh, best scene, worst scene thing, is, and this is kind of one of those, most of my worst scenes are actually also best scenes. Yeah. It's just they're, they're the ones that make me uncomfortable. And it's this, as soon as, as soon as Jonas said to uh, Silas, "Go back to your apartment and wait. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, we've got this sort of their plan will work." And then he went off, and I was sort of starting to get a bit of going. Ah, oh, okay, something bad going to happen. And then they they did the whole. I uh, switcheroo. Everyone will think you're dead. I went. Ah, oh, this is this is the Romeo and Juliet. Jonas is the uh, is the priest. Yeah. And there's going to be a. I mean, and that's when I was like, no, because I I didn't think they're going to kill themselves. Yeah. But I was thinking that. They might both end up taking the cure. Mm. Because yeah, you can imagine he goes, finds out oh she's dead, yeah. goes to get the cure, she turns up at the apartment, he's not here, mm. he must be gone, and maybe she sees the lineup for the cure and he's coming out, oh she goes to get the cure. Uh, you know, that no, It would be too sad. So we're gonna talk about the relative preference. So this is now we've seen um, passengers, the lobster and tuna mornay, no. <laughs> uh, the beyond the beyond nice. mm, the lobster uh, and now equals and we've got what's our, our ranking is the lobster passenger beyond
1: yeah that, that has been so far and've we've, yeah. we've been both on that same and now degree. we've got
0: the equals coming in i'm wondering if equals equals doesn't do the, do the lobster off the top no not yet
1: no i don't think so
0: Maybe maybe next week's we'll take the lobster down.
1: Yeah, maybe. We'll we'll let you know what we're looking into next week. Uh, Look, for me, I'm just gonna say it this one does come in at number four. So I think I think if I look at those four films and I just kind of if I sort of put them I'd already already said like the lobster is is our favourite so far and I like that's my favourite. Passengers is a close second uh, the beyond was was quite good as well I think that was a third and I think this just comes in at fourth for me like I, I in so. in, the, in those categories those four I, I agree that's just my ladder that's my ladder
0: yeah I, I'm gonna agree and that's because equals equals a very interesting film it didn't have an explosion in it which I, I, I like explosions <laughs> no but uh, yeah I, I, I think again, there's sort of a, a replayability. If I was about 20 years younger, mm. whew, if I was 25 years younger, I would have been all over this film. Yeah. I probably would have rewatched it a couple of times and um, I can certainly see that being the case.
1: Probably, look, and there's many, many, many good things about this film. For me, just, it would have been nice to have a bit more context of the world or something. Like, like I liked the way it was shot and that, and I, I do want to talk about that a little bit later, but um i could have just had a little bit more of of that actual world and we were teased a bit as i said like when he was drawing we sort of saw this old world and and they talked about the bombs and stuff i don't know like it and even as we said uh, where were they going sorry that um the peninsula like maybe we should have been able to see that or so you know i don't know like it would have been nice to uh, just to get a bit more of the sci-fi going on like there was the, the romance was in this film and i have no problem with that like i like that and i liked the Similarity to I Romeo think Juliet. They did romance. Quite yeah, well, I think though. they did it really well as well. I agree, but but it would have been nice to have maybe a bit more sci-fi, like just a yeah, bit more I, of the science. I, in I
0: it. found myself, and I see, I do it a lot with these sort of post-apocalyptic things. There's this society they're sitting there, very advanced. They've got spaceships, and, and I, and I can't kind of think, are these the only people? Like this one city? Mm. Is this it? Is that? It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Unlikely because they do have space. Faring abilities, it would yeah. take, and, and the reason I say that is because it takes a lot of resources, mm. which means you need a lot of people all working together from the ground up. But then again, they are a very egalitarian society where they would have been able to very closely plan and measure their resources to be effective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to a society made up of different sets of groups and individuals with their own motives and yeah, agendas yeah. pushing and pulling. Uh, but still, I can't help but feel and, – and I get the same question with all of these post-apocalyptic ones is what's – like we only see some tiny, tiny fraction of the earth is a big place. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you're thinking, so this is like one little city in the UK, I assume. So what's happening in China? Mm. Like,
1: Yeah, what's their society you know, like, like? Is it the same? Are they totally is it, wiped out? Is yeah. They like,
0: but they must – because they're, they're not communicating. We're not seeing, for example – Oh, delegates from some other civilization no. who are, they don't talk about. Oh, those those people from America who are all emotional. I think the presumption in this of story is
1: that this is it, maybe it. Right. Yeah. this is maybe it, and so the, and as that's what I mean. Like it's the birth of this is all that's left and this is the way they've deemed us to be safe and blah, blah, yeah, blah. blah. A bit, a I, bit I bit suppose coming from nice. with the Beyond, which was our last episode of so yeah. much science, like a, to me it just, this film could have had a bit more science, like or, or a bit more explanation about the world we were in. I could figure it all out because it was yeah. all pretty simple, but, uh and it was, it, it interests me. And, I, and as I said, I loved the lines and the whiteness and stuff. That that always hooks me uh, but I could have just done with a bit more, yeah, science fiction stuff shown to us or explained to us or, yeah. yeah Cause the world, like, I, I look at those movies and I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that world as well. Like, why is the world like this? You know, I want to know a little bit more, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause it, it does seem, seems like it would have been nice to sort of see a bit more of their, I suppose, government. Yeah. Yeah. Because something they, else. They, or they seem to have seen a, a central planning They of did. Some sort, yeah. Yeah. But there was no, and, it didn't sort of go into too much about no. how people people just seem to get assigned jobs. Yep, there's no aptitude testing. Maybe I don't know, but so sort of, it would have been interesting to see some more of that. But it wasn't that kind of movie, I guess.
1: And I mean, look, the director Drake Dormus. He is known before this, and and looking him, looking into him, he he's the romantic genre king a little bit at the moment, <laughs> and doing it a little bit. In a way, his movie like Crazy was a really big successful romantic film before Equals, not science fiction at all. Just so, just a real romantic comedy. I, I haven't actually seen. Have you seen Like Crazy? No, no. But anyway, so I think it was about four years before this one. Very successful financially and critically, and everything. He's got a. He had a film come out last year, which is a again a science fiction romantic film called Zoe, and it's about. And to me, it looked really interesting. I watched the trailer for it. It's synthetic humans falling in love with
0: humans. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> if I if, was if synthetic, I wouldn't go anywhere near this filthy real uh, yeah. humans. That's gross. Well, I
1: think it's the guy that's, you know, because it's sort of an experiment, as in he's created it and he's, he tricks. The human that this is another human, but he, so he's controlling uh, the robot, robot blade, kind of thing. The and, Blade Runner deal, yeah, a little bit like that, I guess. Um, but but more about the romance of it again. So obviously mm. that's what uh, Drake is into, and that's cool. So and he seems to be doing it really well. And of course we do have. Christian Stewart, the yeah, lead yes. actress from that little tiny Hollywood series from a few years ago. I don't know. Didn't, Sunset. I'm not gonna admit. Sunset, is it? <laughs> the opposite. Wanna, I don't know if I'm going to admit that I ever saw of one, one of those movies. Pedophiles. Twilight, Twilight, Twilight. Twilight yeah. I love vampire movies, but um, that film was probably a little bit more for teenage
0: girls but maybe. Uh, I but have to say, actually, the very first Twilight, Twilight movie, yeah. I I did appreciate – the fact that it deviated from ordinary vampires, yes, it yeah. also it deviated. The main character wasn't such a sniveling wreck, yep, yeah, so, yeah. She was and, a stronger and, character, and the high school scene wasn't as yeah, the know, high Jock's school scene was good in that movie, weren't it? There's they? actual like every time I was expecting someone to come up with like a, a scathing burn, yeah, yeah, they're actually kind of nice, mm, yeah. So, from, from that perspective, And I, I did appreciate like
1: the it. vampire. F- family, you know, when she sort of meets the family and they've been around, they're all old and but then they're,
0: they're it, like Yeah, we should go so you're into a sixteen year old girl I no, yeah we
1: don't need to go into those politics. Come, come on, let's keep it in the movie world. It's <laughs> all good, it's all good. Let's not poke holes in the story. Let's keep it hopeful. Uh yeah, so she's very successful and um same with the actor as well. Nicholas, Nicholas
0: Holt. I know oh, I love him.
1: Yeah he's been in all sorts of stuff he was in he? a great in UK actor a
0: great uh, romantic comedy called Warm Bodies. Mm-hmm. That was another Romeo and Juliet story.
1: That is, isn't it, actually? I have seen that You've seen that one? Yeah. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I
0: really liked that. It was, it was quite humorous and um, it was a, a different take on the whole zombie genre.
1: Now, apparently the goss for this movie was that he had just broken up with Jennifer Lawrence... Okay. So they'd been dating her for quite a few, a couple of years, right? I think her Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, no, no. Uh, and she, Christian Thompson, I'm not too sure, but she was it's dating true. another guy as well. And they, they'd broken up just before. So they both just broke up and then they went into shooting this movie oh, and, uh, they didn't, they didn't, uh, form a relationship beyond a friendship, yeah. you know, according to the gossip columns. But yeah, the online goss is that, you know, so they sort of both came into this film a little bit emotionally broken. Well, they did have to do a pretty
0: spicy sort of... There was no nudity involved. No. But it was still quite a teenage, a hot panting, grabbing and, and shoving kind of scene.
1: It was. But I... Look, and I mean, maybe we should just talk about best scenes, but I, I thought that was a very good scene. Okay, best scene number one is, yeah, this, is, scene is, number is one? this scene. And <laughs> it might make me sound a bit dirty in that way. But if you think about this world where... It is emotionless and women get inseminated as well and give birth to babies. We don't even know, do they raise them as mothers? I'm not too sure because it seems like it's a very solitary life from what we're shown And maybe mothers do raise them, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're raised by too much
0: switched-on syndrome going on. Yeah, I think
1: so. It Couldn't really be a mother. And we also find out that mothers have not like they 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 you know of course they don't give birth, and then they're kind of put on the the band list or something. But but I just was thinking that when they do you know he follows her into the toilet and they do get it on. It's 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 sort of like two young children getting it on. And and I think that's really appropriate. Like I've heard it, the term it, teenagers. Teenagers, we can say teenagers, but it, but it, they're just so innocent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they they like they just the littlest touch, and they're both kind of like purring. You know, yeah, they don't, they're both like they're, into it. My um, wife and
0: I, because we're talking about if we're going to talk about, say, our um, viewing experience here, how I saw it. I, my wife and I, and we watched this uh, the other night, and. We we suddenly go you know go off together into the bathroom stall which didn't look like a bathroom stall. No, conditions. it didn't at all. It's it a beautiful little nicer. cabinet they were in, and and the two of us we sort of had a bit of a gee lunch because it was just so much like um, meeting the the girl or the boy behind the lockers or like, yeah, behind the right. behind the shed down the end of the oval, and you don't you've know, you've arranged the meeting but you're not sure what you do after that like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, oh, Or well,
1: yeah. those party games, you know, in the closet. Like, yeah. the light goes off.
0: What do we do now? You know, yeah, <laughs> like... like uh, we kind of wanted to be in this position, yeah. but now we're now here. Now we're here.
1: What the hell what, did we actually do? Yeah. How does this...
0: But fun, in typical
1: yeah. kind of, you know, Hollywood movie, of course, it would be like, you know, ripping the clothes off, female nudity, you know, getting it on, you know, that sort of thing. But I think they really... And that's why I reckon it, it was definitely a really great scene in this film because it, and it lingered. For a while. And I think it needed to because, again, as I said, like, if in a society there's no emotion, there's no normal well, they touch. not have teenage like, romance movies. No, they don't. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't have Fast Time at went higher No. Like well, they Looks can't have they can't anymore. have porn or anything, can they? Because that would be emotion. Like, no romantic so, comedies,
0: nothing to go off.
1: Yeah, so what do you do when with the opposite sex when really you've been taught nothing about the opposite sex or love or whatever it's just and raw biology. Yeah, yeah. But it but it was very much, you know, and that continued in that sort of uh fun and game section of the film where they are just kind of getting on in that bathroom and laughing at each other. And of course they don't like you know, I said later in the film they have sex. So they don't even have sex, but they're really building a very big, strong emotional relationship. Yeah. So, but I liked that. The little thing I looked into is what Drake, the director did uh, for that was and a little bit unconventional was it was actually one of the, um, it was one of the later scenes that they shot together. So they'd actually been doing a fair bit of bonding. They'd done a lot of scenes together. Uh, they'd been working together for quite a while. So, and I guess coming off big breakups personally, they sort of maybe yeah. had a bit of emotional tension, you know, to ready to touch each other and also just very long takes. So instead of, uh, in most films, you know, it's just really short, everything's staged, you know, we're going to do this, he's going to touch you there, you touch him. You know, it's all sort of pretty staged. Um, he just basically rolled the camera and he did 30-minute takes and he oh, actually said, mole. yeah. And so, and, and they, you know, they're not actually going to kiss. They're not actually going to like rip each other's clothes off. They're no, just, just going like to heavy panting and,
0: yeah, like and breathe
1: and... and sort of ruffling and, you know, and what, what do you get out of two actors in that scenario? And he did say he ended up with a bucket load of film that he wish he could have kept in the film. So I thought that was really interesting. And it's a, it's good to always look into, you know, the director's sort of thinking on that. So he left it to late and then he brought them in for that emotional scene to kind of do that. So, yeah, that was a good scene for me. What about you? What was the what was scene uh, yeah, for you?
0: Well, that that was a good one. I would have chosen that one. Did you have another one? I do. I've got this great one that early on in the film, when he wakes up from the nightmare and runs into the wall. So, <laughs> yeah. So, the, the picture is... That is a, I like that too. The camera is staged outside his window, which is a, a perfect square looking into his uh, place with just the couch extended from the wall. Yep. And he was just... it was kind of... You can see he's struggling a little bit with his being a bit switched on and he fell asleep and it's it was, it was a silent moment but like you couldn't hear what was happening inside he just suddenly sprang out of the couch ran off screen to the left and you could see then his reflection in the mirror that was at the back of the wall and he just ran into a wall and stumbled back he and did he fell over did. And, and kind of tried to recover and oh, yeah. i quite like that because it it took you uh you had the you were you were a voyeur looking in on there you weren't feeling what he was feeling but i think in having that remote viewing experience Mm. of it yeah yeah you got that feeling of um it was a surprise it was a shock to him as much as it is to you because it's you don't get the build-up for it it just suddenly jumps up and runs into a wall off screen Mm -hmm. yeah it was it it made me laugh because you know slapstick who doesn't find that funny yeah and and i found it's quite good um, so that was one of my favourite scenes.
1: My wife quite often does weird stuff like that as well. Like she'll get out of bed, like just, <laughs> ah! you know, like it's that real sort of intense, you know, like reaction yeah, okay. to a nightmare or a dream or something,
0: you know. Like okay, so, the, the hand, something grabbing you and thinking, yeah. sorry, where's the monkey? <laughs> That's right. Oh, <laughs> so geez, very He's true. gone out for a banana. I did
1: laugh. I did laugh at that. I, I liked as well. There was a really nice little scene where Silas realising he liked Nia or, or was in love. And what happened in that scene was he was eating and he was like eating a bit of meat. And so we're really close on him, like, you know, the knife cut in and then the the eyes and he's like thinking. And I just, I just, I, I really kind of was sucked into him. It felt like you were in his brain almost. And they really had his eyes diluted as well. His pupils, his pupils were huge. And yeah, um, I didn't,
0: I wasn't uh, quite sure then, what that scene was showing except emotion because he sort of. Doesn't cut properly, like he cuts and yeah. kind of, but but, he, but it, it is showing emotion because yeah. I
1: think early, you know, the previous scene, like very early in the film when he eats, it's very mechanical. Whereas yeah. in that scene, and I mean, it's followed the scenes of him sort of like oh, looking at and it. And it looked like stuff. he was
0: really enjoying the food, That's, that's right, other, yeah, that's he took a thing. mouthful, like he
1: was enjoying that steak, you like, know, like he was cut aggressive, awkwardly, yeah. and then he
0: put in his mouth and chewed it, and he sees his face, he's like, mm. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, he was liking it and he was thinking, and to me. You know, I, I liked that. I, I really liked that scene because no words, it's just an actor acting it out. And, uh, yeah, I really liked that. Now, Any I, other scenes? I do,
0: I do really like Nicholas Holt. I've seen a yeah. few of his films. <laughs> By accident, I've seen his films. Uh, did not realise he wasn't, because we keep calling him the um, About a Boy Boy. Yeah, of because course. that Because that's sort of, I guess, the big movie that he was known for, mm. Jack, when he was like 11 or something.
1: Well, he's done well to keep going, hasn't he? Because sometimes yeah, child he's been in a number of these yeah, sort of yeah.
0: films. He was in Jack the Giant Slayer and he's, he's okay. going to be in that new Tolkien film yes, as Tolkien. Yeah, as so Tolkien. He's, he's landed a, a good role there. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably actually going to see that because it's Tolkien. I'm interested in his story. And also because I've learned that Nicholas Holstein. There's
1: no, I mean, I've seen a bit of his stuff before, like you've just said, and um, but there's, yeah, there's, you see him in this movie. He, he's he's sharing the lead, and um, I mean, there's no reason for him not to be a big the big Hollywood actor, is there? There's, the, no, really he could be a lead in a big it, action or anything. Interesting really, though,
0: like, recently there's these um, that particular look he has about his face with his cheekbones, along with is it Benedict Cumberbatch? He oh, yeah, also has a yeah, sort of yeah. Sharp faces, big cheekbones, yep. and then almost a bit like um, oh, there's a couple others, I can't remember, but it sort of seems to be a bit of a this British the cheekbone. That thing. British look is coming <laughs> into vogue. I don't know, yeah.
1: Maybe. maybe he's too British. To be the big American actor, I don't know, but you know, we see it with the Australian actors crossover and they can play leads sometimes. And yeah, I don't know. We've seen it with English actors before. So the other scene I really liked is, of course, and this is, there's actually a few scenes which is they touch themselves and it's nothing inappropriate. They're touching their hands. Mm. And again, uh technically film sort of wise i think it's nice because at the end they do hold hands and by this like um Silas uh and Nia both do it he does it in the shower so he's in the shower and it's like he's patting his hand and he's having a moment with that she's sort of in her i don't know she's at a building or something overlooking the park and she t- you know in well, the shower
0: as well where she's washing her hair and and then it's like it ends up sitting on the on the floor with just yeah. the water pouring on it. Yeah. Sort of a... yeah,
1: but I mean, the touching of the mm. hand stuff. like, yeah, There's two or three scenes. There's also when they do start getting together in that fun and game section, they pass each other. And oh, in other films, we've touch. seen that they touch, but they don't actually even touch. But there's this little you know, hover between
0: the two yeah, hands. They, they, they shift their hands just so they yeah, dodge each other. It's and... all,
1: almost like they're vibrationally yeah. touching. Um, and she also does it with her fork. Again, eating. There's a bit of eating yeah. in this film. But she does it like when the new illustrator is waffling on about being an engineer and blah, 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 being really boring. And because she's thinking about, well, look, I love her, dude. And totally it's switched good. off. Totally switched off. And so she's eating food and she's kind of like rubbing the fork oh, yeah, a I, bit? That was like, a
0: bit weird. I sort of... No, no. To me, it's not weird. To me, no, it was, again, that touch. Well, like, well, yes, yeah. indeed. But weird in that she was... That was what was taking her attention was... Yeah. Feeling texture. That's right. And yeah. like she was distracting herself from this from this boring, the mundane. And she's going, yeah. this isn't. You know, I really liked it when. That's uh, what I do all the here. time. Sorry, when and I'm just, bored, <laughs> I rub a fork.
1: <laughs> no, I, but I, I find myself doing that, and I think emotionally, humans. This thing, humans, we we do this, don't we? We we if we're in a boring business meeting or someone is rabbiting on to us about something, we distract ourselves, you know. And I think that's again emotional. Whereas in this society, it's like no. Because we do have that a couple of times when they are, when even when they eat at work, that was really cool that their chairs are all diag- diagonally yeah. opposite, so they're not looking at each other while they eat or anything. Yeah, and that. then when Silas has the SOS diagnosis, he's separated to this other section across the courtyard. Um, but then, yeah, they're not, they're, they
0: talk to each other.
1: But it's really mundane, boring. They talk about just a, the details
0: yeah. of their job or what have you. Yeah, but I heard
1: rubbing the fork, him touching him his hand, and she touches her hand. I thought that was really nice, um, pulled together. And then really, when I watched the film a second time, I realised like really, if you think about it, at the end of the film, they do touch, and it's almost I think at the end of this movie symbolically because they you know they touch each other, and they touch each other, of course, when they get together. On the hands, it's almost like I think at the end, it is saying that's all we need. That's- mm. In fact, that is better than being in a society with no emotion. Like we would rather even be on our own in the middle of some jungle, nuclear wasteland, and he can't even feel love for me anymore. But we can touch each other's hands. Like mm. that, that's what the film is kind of saying. That's how powerful the love is between them. Indeed. So if Indeed. that doesn't make you cry, I don't know what does. Well, uh, yeah. Well, see this, it was a,
0: and I've already spoken about the the best worst scene, which was the whole realization that it was this possibility for the Romeo and Juliet tragedy that uh, yeah sort of built up and yeah, so for you it was, it was, it was a quite, prediction, of, you know, yeah, knowing it was that, was that moment, that moment where, where where the the story had managed to come to the point, the characters had come to the point where it suddenly revealed itself a foreshadowed, if mm. you like, this yeah, foreshadowing yeah. of, hey, you know what's so coming so, next? Yeah. Nothing good. Nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was – that's kind of the worst scene for me because I, I turned to my wife and said, oh, they, they can't do that. that we just – I don't want like this whole – I've seen a couple of movies where the yeah, consolation at the end is that the woman has a baby. Yeah. yeah. Everything else is rubbish, but she has a baby. And I was yeah. thinking, oh, they're both going to be cured – and the baby, because I'd mentioned earlier about a woman had a baby that was at SOS, yeah. was born with SOS. Yeah. Like, is that supposed to be a consolation, is that they have a baby and the child is born... Emotional, yeah. Emotional, and they kind of keep it. I just thought, uh, I mean, as sweet as that might seem, it would just make me too sad.
1: Yeah, good point. The only real ad scene or worst scene for me was uh, Jonas suddenly appearing. So it just, I just thought as a plot thing it was a bit weak. And and what I mean is, uh, Silas is queuing, queuing. Sorry for medicine. These inhibitors, and suddenly Jonas is like, "Oh, Silas!" You know, like yeah. they just suddenly meet in this cure of at the chemist. I think that's. But I don't know. Like, it just seen felt- each other
0: at the suicide. But yeah, no, you're right. I get the feeling and there were probably was- more scenes, and they didn't make the cut. Yeah, because the the way he introduced. Suddenly, so familiar. They
1: they, um, they 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 met, and that's I. On reflection, when I watched the second time, they like they they meet before he gets diagnosed, and and Jonas is saying he's a level two or three or something, and they they so they're sitting next to each other. So they meet in that scene very early in the film. You're mm-hmm. like, right, and then they never see each other until all of a sudden he's in this. Yeah. Line for medicine at the chemist or whatever, you know, and you just, I was just a, I was just as a little, you know, as, yeah, like, eh, you know, and you, and, yeah. and I thinking on it when I reflect, of like, you could have had Jonas come into the story again, you know, so like, just meets him again at the doctor's surgery, you know, like, oh, this is a thing where we meet, we meet here every time I'm on some sort of medicine diary, like someone like on chemo or something, you know, and it's just like, oh, we meet here. So yeah. you could have just had a little scene like that a couple of times. And then it would make more sense. But it, it, just, it wouldn't
0: surprise me to find that there were more scenes of them. That it could have been didn't yeah. make the final cut because maybe it brought too much focus to Jonas when he was just he was just the vehicle for the 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 build up to the tragedy, the shadowing.
1: Yeah. But yeah. overall, like there was it was a pretty tight story. You know, it was, it was a short it was a shorter movie. You know, it was on. It was on. uh, I think an hour and forty minutes, and it and it really clicked along. Isn't
0: that funny? That's a shorter movie now. Yeah, I look. It's beyond
1: was ninety minutes. You know, it's like yes. That's to me. That's yes. Nine minutes, ninety minutes,
0: hour and a half. You know, a lot of these ones. I I watched the one the other day, "Hold the Dark," which is a two-hour, five-minute. Yeah, well, that's not too
1: bad. It's more when you're getting up the two and a half to three. You know, you're um, like, oh, come on, people. But anyway, yeah, I thought overall there wasn't other scenes that annoyed me. Like it was, the rest of the film ticked along really nicely to me.
0: Yeah, it was good. You might say there were large periods of you no know, dialogue and things. I could, I could imagine there would be people getting impatient. Mm. I like, like you, I found though that the music. I've been paying more attention to that now. That every time we we talk about this film, we talk about the sound. I sort of think oh, there's basically no sound in that. <laughs> and then you bring in all these points, I went. Actually, no, there was. There was all those. Yeah. So pay more attention to that. So I, I can certainly see, though, if you weren't joy-watching it, you might sort of go, mm, let's drag a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But then that is that is what the story is. Yeah. The story isn't about a wormhole opening in no, space. No, that's right. It's, it's a it's love story, yeah. a wormhole opening in a young man's heart. <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> like nice. Something like that. Okay,
1: so like I said earlier, I am interested. I mean, this is about the science, sorry. I mean, I know this is your world, the science side of it. You know, so we've got post-apocalyptic. It's mentioned that people, I think it is mentioned earlier that they bombed each other. But apart from that, there's not much else, else said. There's conception duty. I thought that was interesting. Uh, a testing for emotions. Is this something that we've, test- we can, you know, we actually well, test. Were- hold on, hold on. These are all questions yeah, I want okay. you to yeah, answer, yeah, yeah, every okay. single one of these. Well, uh, the medicine as well, I thought was really high-tech, obviously, to come up with a cure for this SOS. You know, with the inhibitors again, when we have that debate scene with the the support group, Jonas and Bess and that, it is kind of suggested by one of them who says, he's basically saying, oh, no, this is bullshit. Humans are born with emotions. You know, they're, 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 they're yeah, suppressing it's us. It's something they like,
0: do between conception yeah, and birth. Like, it, he,
1: he was saying, no, 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 this is wrong. Like genetically we're something has changed, you know, and, and, and we know, yeah, that's right. Um, and then also the spaceships. You know, the, there is spaceships going out there. I, I can't quite remember what Silas says, but, you know, they watch one of the spaceships going out to find answers. But apparently it is quite high tech. It's it's far out in space. Yeah. They're, so they're anyway, there on. are all my science questions uh. for you. <laughs> but they were also my points. Like I thought, okay, well, these are the science bits in this film. Well, yeah, so, um, the, so some the interesting
0: questions. points I thought in there, and a lot. there are a number of movies where they go this route of, um, futuristic society has done away with emotions yeah. because emotions cause pain or cause war. Yep. Some of them, some of the movies they do it better than others. Uh, equally, demolition man, demolition <laughs> equilibrium. In this movie, however, they, they did a few things quite well. And I don't think they ever said that they had done away with emotions exactly. They more just sort of said this is their normal. Mm. And then you'll get this switched on syndrome where you start to basically freak out. You go crazy. Yeah. In, their, in their From the, their worldview, that is like uh, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might say schizophrenia or something along those lines. They couldn't have done away with all emotions. And the reason for that is because they still had motivation. There's a strong link evolutionary between the purpose of emotion and our motivations. And they were clearly highly motivated to work together, to progress their society, go into space, and to share their stories so they had to, and they, they also actually showed emotion when Silas revealed that he had switched on syndrome, people were disgusted. Yeah, they were. So they? And, and we need disgust because that protects us from eating poisons and mm. getting bitten and things. And they made him write his name on his mug so no one else yep. shared his mug and no one would eat with him and he had to work at the corner of the room. So clearly they haven't actually got rid of all emotions, but they've. They've seriously suppressed all emotions to do with human connection. Mm. And emotions Emotions are very hard to, have, uh, of course, um, define and lots of people have tried. But there's a strong link then between what you think and, and how you feel. And that's because physiologically, your body responds that symptoms for many emotions are exactly the same. If you have uh, fear and excitement are the same thing. Yeah. In fact, uh, there's, a, there's some people they have said if you're ever feeling really scared, just start breathing because yeah. the difference between fear and excitement is you breathe when you're excited, right? And you you hold your breath when you're afraid. Your body responds the same way; it shoots out adrenaline, it makes your hair stand up, it starts uh, pumping blood around your system a lot faster, it shortens and quickens your breath, so you start taking more oxygen. The only difference in is what you're thinking. And when you're on a roller coaster, this is exactly what it does. Yeah, you're, you're scared. Going up and up and up and up, and you're looking over the edge, but you know you're safe. And so when you start going down, it's exhilaration, yeah. and you feel happy, and you laugh, yeah. and you and you so on. These these uh, emotions and a physiological response, but then the the psychological context we apply to that response. You could well imagine the confusion these people would have. Yeah. where they used to be pretty pretty even keeled, and then. Uh, Silas just really just wants to be with Nia, like doesn't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he goes up and reads her um her article and plays back her notes so we can just hear her voice and follows her into the bathroom again. They don't, they don't know why or what they just they need to. That physiological response they're feeling caused by oxytocin almost certainly is is not accompanied by the normal social cues or the mental images or thoughts or understanding. So. They would they would be quite susceptible to mental health issues yeah definitely. because there's there's a real imbalance going on there
1: and, and, but uh, sort of extending from that I did think psychologically when you take something like Maslow's uh, hierarchical needs you know which is good for writers to know anyway but when you take a society like this I did question how the society would succeed by making us unemotional because at the same time, like with Maslow, you, you I mean, sure, in this society they are fed, you know, mm. they're fed well, you know, the food looks healthy, all that. So okay, that ticks the box. Um they are safe, like it doesn't yeah, seem like shelter. there's a threat. And and even as we said before, the police, shelter. But then there is that basic human need for touch. A community, and, yeah. yeah you know, is, like so which so is
0: after after shelter, I think it's yeah, community. Is the next step. Yeah. So
1: once you're fed and which they are—they're fed well, mm. they are sheltered well, and they are safe. The logical thing for humanity, then, of course, is relationships, community, and 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 it, so they would be missing that. So they, but then maybe that explains why you know we see suicide, and they do say a lot of people commit suicide. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, they but it didn't. Que- yeah. I did question how they would continue to be... Like this idea of creating a society emotionalist or without the emotional need of someone else, how successful it would be over time because would people just end up committing suicide? Like everyone. I I wondered
0: why they were bothering to go into space. Yeah. They clearly... And I have a feeling that was part of their their genetic modifications they've done to themselves. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the people, the original progenitors of the program... Would have considered the fact that okay, if we take away this kind of uh, love and we really dull down empathy because they 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 did have some empathy. Yeah, they could get a, a sense for feeling when people were upset or or not quite right. Yeah, but then they they didn't have that empathy of like I think Sars was asked and very matter of factly. Oh, are you going to commit suicide? Yeah, like they, it wasn't a yeah. mean thing. The person no. was actually asking. Is that? And he says, yeah, no, Oh no, you. that's when you're in stage three. Yeah, yeah, you know like. It's just normal. So, they do have the, these emotions, and I think they've been programmed to go into space. And, and this could actually be more the science fiction they follow on to is do did, did they have this need to get into space because there is some answer in space? Is there another colony of humans that they want to try and re-contact, reconnect with because they've been stranded after this bomb yeah. fight? But I was just going to say, though, they're talking about the cure, and they also talk about um, genetic manipulation. If you're going to look then at emotions as being a, a, a physical chemical response, which we then put mental context to, mm. they'd have to have uh, built a society which doesn't have the social context yep. of a lot of these emotions. That would be one thing. The other thing then, of course, would be to cut out these hormones. And the hormones are created basically by they're, they're little proteins for the large large part, created by DNA. So your cell in your endocrine glands, say your um, your hippocampus or your pineal or your wherever. Inside the cell there, DNA unravels with um, – what is that stuff called? Is it script days or something? Oh, geez, someone, if, if we had new listeners, uh, <laughs> I would ask them to tell me what it is. I could Google it, of course. Okay, so the DNA, DNA yeah, unravels us. a little bit. RNA goes up and sticks onto it, and that sort of encodes that portion. That peels off, and a copy is made. And this this copy then allows – for protein chains to form. Mm. And depending on which section of DNA gets copied as to which bits of protein are created. And these are the proteins that go out into the bloodstream and hook onto them. That's that's your uh, hormone. It flows through your bloodstream, hooks onto some part of your brain. Uh, for example, oxytocin is the love hormone, the hug drug. Right. Yeah. It's what MDMA, um, ecstasy, does. Yeah. Ecstasy causes your body to produce more oxytocin and then inhibits your uptake. So it connects and then when it connects, it actually gets sucked up, absorbed, and, and it stops reacting further. Mm. Like once you've once you've used up one molecule, it, it stays used up. But MDMA, for example, one of the things it does is slows down the ability for your body to clear oxytocin. So you, start, you get a build up, mm. which means that you end up with um, you know, a feeling of ease and peace and love. And you want and, to have <laughs> um, your sense of touch becomes far more emotional. Yeah, yeah. Hugging is common. well yeah. This also happens at childbirth, yeah, which yeah. is an interesting question there, but we're talking about the conception because what we do nowadays, in fact, is at childbirth, is shortly after, in order to help get the um, placenta cleared, is the um, oxytocin causes uterine contractions, mm. probably along with a couple other things. I mean, oxytocin yeah. by itself doesn't do yeah. it. Like if you gave oxytocin to a woman, who hadn't just given birth, she's not going to suddenly fall out of cramping, I guess. Yes, I guess. Actually, I'm pretty sure of it because you see them dancing in the nightclub. Yeah. So there's <laughs> so a problem there. So actually give them an injection of oxytocin yeah. to enhance what has already been produced for the body to make sure that it, it clears it out. And the body, the female body, uh, creates this oxytocin at childbirth in part to do that, but in also in part to make sure they pick up this thing that's just dropped out that's and right. cause them a whole heap of pain yeah, yeah. and cuddle it. Yep. Interestingly enough, fathers fall into sort of a synchronous process too, to synchronize their hormones a bit so fathers have a tendency then of at childbirth being a little bit more emotional mm. and a bit more um, misty eyed and want to be involved and that's not a surprise no, no, and, no. and it makes sure that we should bring that question though in this movie here is if they've got this conception they must surely do like c-section uh, yeah. external incubators mm. because that process of hugging itself also induces oxytocin. That's it's, right. it's a two-way street. So if yeah. you get oxytocin, you want a hug, but the hug itself also causes it. Yeah, it's it. more, yeah. Uh, and that,
1: that's why they'll put the baby onto the mother's chest now. They didn't mm. used to, but they sort of, again, to increase that oxytocin, I think, to increase that bonding straight away. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's again, in this movie, it does question, we don't know any of that but in this movie, but it did. I was thinking like, oh, yeah, what? how do the babies, how does this whole thing well, How yes. is this society successful? And then you kind of think, it's <laughs> like, not
0: too surprising that these, these people are growing up largely with dulled emotions. Yeah, As, they, as children, they're taken yeah, away they from they their parents. Yeah, they must be removed from and the parents. And yeah. raised in a sterile, sort of um, socially engineered environment. That's right, yeah. That's uh, yeah. right from the start. Again, you know, I suppose that's the thing with
1: Maslow's hierarchy in this film. If they are raised like that, but they are well fed. So, you see, know, we can think about like an orphanage where maybe they're mistreated and they, they feel like they've missed out on their parents and that, but in this world, maybe not. Maybe they, they are. Like, you know, it's very clinical, but they are well-fed. They are safe. They are sheltered. You know, they are with other children their own age. They are educated. So maybe it's not so bad, you know. Like, well, that's you know, what I thought. I, I liked... So they are devoid of emotion. I like the fact normally.
0: that the the society seemed quite functional. A lot of the times they have these dystopian societies. Yeah, and there's cracks And there, you it know? just seems... Even when they try to make it look like it's solid, as an adult, I'm looking at it thinking Damn, that's just yeah. there's no possible way that they they all just die off yeah. so fast. You know, they'll just die of hunger, or they wouldn't bother helping each other or something. Yeah. But I think they did quite quite a good job in presenting a society that was low on emotion. Yeah, because they didn't have uh, they had a little bit of fear because you need fear. If you don't mm-hmm. have fear, how are you going to not like jump off a cliff? That's right. Uh, people already do that with parachutes and die. Yeah. Imagine if you had like a, a really suppressed fear, like no fear. There'd be no risk. Uh, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to weigh up risks. That's right. You know, let me see. I could jump off the cliff, or I could walk all the way down. That's it. Boring to walk all the way down. I'll jump. Yep. I might hurt myself. Eh.
1: Doesn't matter. Eh. <laughs> Why does it matter? A
0: bit of pain, whatever. <laughs> I, I assume that's what they did anyway. So they did quite a good job there of, of showing. I think so, yeah. They showed that they're a bit afraid of Silas, a bit afraid of you know. Are we yeah. going to catch emotions from him? Yep. And is it contagious? Interestingly yeah. enough, you can catch emotions from people. Well, I'm sure you're yeah, aware no. that uh, oh. if you if you walk into a room where there's been like uh, some people have had like a big argument or something, and it's all icy cold and you can That's feel right. it. Yep. And the you're line walked you know, into a, fart you there, you're a drama fight. You sit there. You drama fight. That's a good word. Yeah. And. And you sit there and you don't, yeah, you, you feel uncomfortable and then you start getting a bit kind of yeah, cagey yeah, you're not, and, you're not, you're and worried. You're not, yeah. So, yeah, this, you certainly can catch yeah, emotions. Yeah. And yeah. likewise, if people are like, if you walked
1: into a room where everyone is crying, you know, I mean, like you, you're going to sort of get sucked in and laughing, you know. Like, that's why if you see a comedian with 100 people and everyone starts laughing, like, you will Yeah, for sure. I
0: think yeah. the only reason that you don't end up with mass crying fits is because people tend to be more guarded against crying H-bra- as yeah, opposed to especially laughter. especially public, public crying. A whole yeah. bunch of people laughing. Yeah, you can You laugh. know that's going to make you feel yeah, good. that's so right. So you'll drop your guard and you go, I want to have a good old laugh. That's right. Good yep. chuckle. Okay,
1: that's some interesting science facts, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'd I go more there into, um, say, say, the neurotransmitters themselves as... And you move into realms of then depression, uh, and interestingly, um, you know, low activity of the thyroid gland, which is responsible for the production of many of your neurotransmitters. Which, and but this is again energy and motivation. If you have a suppressed thyroid gland, for example, you often feel lethargic, sleepy, uh, and that will and and can lead to. I won't say will, but it, it can lead to depressed states. Yeah, definitely. So, so let's move on and talk about some of this filmmaking. And this, as I said, I really noticed the music in this one, the way they layered that up. Give us your take on some of these elements here. Well, first of all,
1: yeah, yeah. First of all, the camera of this, this is beautifully shot with a extreme shallow depth of field. And you'd probably notice that like lots of super close-ups, extreme close-ups, lots of close-ups, people's faces, all that touching we talked about. But... There was a depth of field, so what we mean by that is um, quite blurry and then something's in focus. So a shallow depth of field means there's only a little bit in focus in your shot. Mm. So there was lots of that throughout the film. Um, there was a beautiful shot where Silas is even, he walks towards the camera, towards Nia, and, and he's totally out of focus and he walks into shot. Um, there's actually a, a show at the moment called The Discovery of Witches based on a well known series of books, Witches, Vampires, See the Connection. And that is very similar to this film. uh, Is that on Netflix? Uh, no, no, it's not on Netflix. I'm not, I think it's BBC. So if you can get access to BBC, I'm sure it's a BBC. Australian actress is playing the lead of that show, young actress. Um, it's, I quite liked it. I've seen the, the first season, which was this year. Um, but that has that shallow depth of field to the, like, so everything is, blurry apart from something in the shot like it's very unusual to do that in films and stuff this film did it that tv show does it there was also a little bit like you might have noticed similarity the camera to the lobster there was some abstract shots so very especially early in the film silas that isolation so you have this nice big wide shot and he's you know, just down here on this part of yeah. the, like at the the lower um, right hand corner of the shot, well, and everything was, else is void of anything. That was the
0: nightmare wake up scene where yep. you're, you're sort of seeing, like, you're looking at a, a painting, like a framed yep. picture, and he's just sort of, yeah, sort of lower right hand, and then yes. he shoots off out of, yep. out of scene, and you don't actually see the action.
1: Yeah, and, and it wasn't as abstract as uh, Yorgos Lanathos, nice. uh lobster director stuff, you know, over-the-shoulder weird stuff, but but it was de- definitely making a bit of an abstract statement. Even the scene where he decides to leave Atmos the job uh, and he says it to the HR woman, like they're both shot in the kind of corners of each shot and it's, you know, like they're they're alone really. That's mm. what I was picking out of that. So it made a lot of sense. As you said, extreme close up. So, and then, and I was I was a bit unsure about this, but there's the scene sort of more outside where he meets Nia outside and stuff. There's a lot of that handheld. So there's a bit of deliberate shakiness going on. So maybe to do with the um, you know, the relationship building, or maybe to do with sort of like we're spying on them a little bit. I'm not too sure, but there was a bit of handheld in a few scenes. So whereas the rest of the film was like uh, very stable. You said the music. I thought the music with this was pretty gentle and downplayed. Actually, it was pretty quiet. Uh, maybe maybe. You know? like there was it was there, it was there, but it was pretty quiet. You know, there wasn't anything that blew me away. Again, like in the lobster, we had the big orchestral slow motion scenes. Like I talked. Really, about.
0: what about uh, where? He where was, did it stand out to you? Yeah. Is it, well, well, what I really noticed was that it was very gentle and quiet, and very um, single instrument for the most part. Yeah. And then, as his emotions built, or as the scene's emotion built, more instruments were coming in. Okay, and maybe I sort of noticed it a lot because we were watching it in the evening, and the kids were trying to get to sleep. And in fact, Elliot kept calling out, and saying, "Could you turn the volume down?" <laughs> like, no, we're trying to watch a movie—a yeah, grown-up's yeah. thing to do. But but yeah, so when they had their lovemaking scene, for example, yep, that the it just these long drawn out sort of synth pads yeah, building and then a little bit of a, a drum coming in that was okay. the was a cymbal. And then finally some like distorted guitar heavy riffs coming through and I was going, oh, this is... You
1: picked up way more of me than out. the sound of this one. And
0: that, <laughs> and that build as as their, their, the intensity of their yeah. scene grew. And then it sort of went almost silent again when it was like the next day and I just kind of sit there and have a bit of a chat. Mm. And then the next bit I noticed in particular was when he was considering suicide, we had the same sort of thing, you know, they had the, the, the sort of almost keyboards, sort of, and he's walking up to the edge, and edge, and yeah, this big crescendo yeah, yeah, yeah. of multiple instruments coming in over top of each other, Yeah. until finally he, he takes a deep breath and steps back. Oh, and you picked up as, way more than so me
1: on the music this time. <laughs> I, I think I was a bit more sensitive, yeah, yeah. because
0: the, we had to keep turning volume up and down, and the music yeah. would get up loud and start becoming tense, I so have to turn it down yeah, a whole yeah, bunch, yeah. and...
1: I got to watch. I got to watch this on the big screen, but I was on my own. But it, I, I felt like at my one of my first impressions at the end of it was oh, that was a really quiet movie. You know, like the dialogue mm. was cool. Like They you know they do a lot of oh, whispering. They, they're and talking. with they, they talk. And because because the motions aren't there, even those other scenes, like you said, when he says he has SOS, they're just like oh oh, oh. like there's not there's not the like yelling or screaming or anything. I you know, was so.
0: I was almost tempted to put subtitles on. Yeah, it. yeah. So because yeah. they after they, they are doing a lot love of love scene. Yeah. They're basically whispering. They are whispering, like and other, often yeah. in movies where they're doing a whispering, they sort of do that. They they amplify they it. They boost anyway. it. Yeah, yeah. So it's yep. you can tell that they're whispering, but it's loud. Yeah, yeah. This was whispering. Mm. Like like I was, <laughs> we were leaning forward trying to. I was too. Get what yeah. they're saying? Just in case this is something important. When I watched
1: it the second time, I had my headphones and on the laptop and stuff, so I was I can hear it more. Um, but it was, it was I, I, my first impression was very quiet, but. I think that made sense, you know, again mm. to the yeah, movie, you know, the, to the For the most part, and... it was quite a sparse yeah, yeah. The
0: movie, and I think again the same reasons as the lobster, which was had this very muted emotional quality to it. Kind of tended to keep the music out of it a fair bit until you got these sort of scenes that had impact. Mm. That was a bit more noticeable with the lobster because of the orchestral hits yep. and the strings. There was certainly at least those two scenes yep. where there was like a real build up of yeah, like sound stuff. that was going to. Wake the kids, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: my impression was you know the quietness and that, and I guess you know I didn't quite pick up on those bits, but with the that leads me into like the lighting and the symbolism of the white. like there's a lot mm. of white in the film, you know and that yeah, the start of the film, he's all in white. um, she's actually quite white. There's a lot of that soft focus which just encourages sort of whiteness in the shot. Even, you know, you might be shooting under a light like this or bright lights or daylight, but it's it's sort of more of a softer white, you know, everything's yeah. white. But when they walked through society, everyone seemed to be in white suits and white versions and the, of uniforms. And the gardens they walked through were yeah, very they,
0: semi-tropical. Yeah, so, but
1: the, but then the walkways were very white and, you know, like yeah. everything was... The buildings were white and and that's why just... When I watched the second time, I really was like, everything is very clinically white, you know. Mm. On one side, white is pure, you know, it's innocent, it's virginal, and I guess that's where, symbolically, you know, in a film where you don't touch each other and, you know, don't have emotion, uh, I guess reaction.
0: calming as well, you yeah. could say. Yeah, it yeah, does, you could say it also doesn't have calming. like the, you know, a brilliant red or an orange no, or something, which no. would kind of be... Well, red, no, 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 little, lust. will boil your blood up <laughs> <little>, Valentine's
1: <laughs> Day, don't show them red, you know. Yes, but I quite like that. And they were very consistent. The film did that all the way through. They Mm. didn't hesitate. Sometimes films can dwindle a bit on those effects, but the film really stuck. And the den was
0: all concrete. It reminded me a lot of the shopping uh, centre where I grew up in Canberra. (laughs) Probably um, shot in a shopping (laughs) centre. It came out of that era where it was just concrete slabs. The whole lot was all tilt panel, unpainted, just concrete. Yeah. I remember as a kid it was just very
1: um, fortress like. Mm. And to, symbolically setting wise to get to the den you had to go through like that tunnel the it was curved, like a curved, curved off, so to, the off to the side and then yet yeah, you come out and it's this you Know this as you said, it's the what was it, the Canberra shopping center? Yeah, <laughs> um, on them all. but on that as well, separately, not the white but the lines. I said that earlier, so yeah, that that curved wall, but you know, they went they had these walkways, didn't they? You know, so mm. there, there were lots of walkways that and, and that, they were all very curved. Well, that that curved there was that weird thing um, that Nia and Silas at, worked at a at meet the, outside,
0: and it was well, at the den where you went through that tunnel, yep. That was a very ribbed. Yes. You know, so it was all, the whole thing was all... Going through a tunnel to another and, place. Um, and yeah, slatted yep. panels on the on the flooring yeah. as well. But that
1: place that also me and him, like some
0: sort of walkway
1: thing? It was yeah, really, like a, you know, it was but a it timber, sort of had a timber. Walkway yeah, the, and then we saw the steel sort of, again, but just lines. Um, there was like a steel sort of treetop walk thing that mm. they, they saw people walking over. The buildings were either very straight or going off to the side. You know, in other films I've talked about, you know, in Passengers and that, the, the symmetry and stuff, this film didn't do it. It was all the lions were going everywhere. When he became the gardener as well, the lines went. he went down. Like the he mm. went underground almost, but not quite underground, but it was like he went down into the garden um, and the lines, the walkway went down. Yeah, the, you know, most like, of
0: the walkways that people were walking around on seemed to be up and separate yeah, up from and that, the yeah. garden.
1: Yeah, so that, I thought the lines were really interesting. And maybe, you know, symbolically, they crossed the
0: line. Right? Yeah. No, you do you like that? They crossed well, the line? See, that's the thing is that there's a lot of lines. You know, there's a very diverse environment in terms of the shapes. Yep. But all the colours were all the same. So you could have a lot of different, all different shapes and sizes, but not different colours. Yeah, yeah. So long as it's white. I mean, you
1: could go very deep into that symbolism, of course, because... See, something that I didn't say was sound, but it it picked out to me that when they talked in the outside cafeteria, they were talking and the office workers said before, they kind of, they weren't face talking and they were talking and there was kind of easy classical gentle music playing, but there was also a deliberate ambient noise of what to me sounded like bugs and stuff, you know, like almost Uh, like you're in the jungle. Yeah. And I thought it's a bit loud, that ambient noise, And I just wondered, and because then later, you know, when he is the gardener and that, and then Nia and him meet in the garden, you think kind of symbolically garden becomes overruly and, you know, wild and, you know, like, like love, you know, like it can become out of control. So all these lines in the clinical society versus the garden, you know what I mean, like flourishing, and that to me led me to another symbolic thing. This story is a bit, you know, we have got the Romeo and Juliet thing, but maybe a bit Adam and Eve as well. Yeah, you know, the forbidden like fruit. Forbidden fruit, like I said before. So just that idea yeah. of, I think the film was going trying to go there in a bit of uh, deep. Yeah, I mean, for what on the surface was.
0: seems like a bit of a, almost a, a young adult romance, mm. there's there's a fair bit. I think there's a lot to the movie deep, making. Yeah. There's, there's, it wasn't, um, for example, I watched The Giver, and that was a bit more straightforward, yep. young adult sort of um, coming of age, okay. discovering emotion type yep. deal. Again, it's another one of those where everyone has it lacks emotion. And it's mm. in it's in black and white until he, like Dorothy reaching the Land of Oz, starts to gain uh, emotion himself. Right. He stops taking the injections, and goes colourful. But it. It was a far more simplistic vision of that because they, they were focusing more on the action of this guy yeah. trying to escape right and give being the giver <laughs> <laughs> whereas this one here, I think they're, they're exploring more fully the, the the whole I guess the movie scape, yeah. Uh, and the landscape as part of the ex- extended existence of these two yeah. people yeah, uh, and and the surrounding society. Like, it was it was a, a, a videographic Venn diagram, I suppose, you might be, where they were the overlap.
1: But I agree. Like, I, that's what I think. I think there is a bit of depth to this, you know. Plot-wise, we went through it before very much, like, Passengers Save the Cat, you know, the Black, Blake Schneider. Hollywood yeah. obviously is liking that at the moment. You know, they like that structure. So if you're out there writing... You can see the plot points. Uh, that's how I wrote exit plan. There we go. There we so, go. So the experts are doing it. So follow that. And I could see similarities to the lobster. It was funny, you know, like watching the lobster and seeing this. I mean, you think both are, you know, falling in love and versions of love and, and that emotionless part of the lobster, especially, yeah, you but, know, that, that sort of abstract And when he becomes
0: the loner, there's punishment for being... Uh, even making contact. Correct, yeah. And, and this, he does it in this This one they've got he, sort of... He if isolates himself, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah and then also the, also, the yeah.
1: den is, is where you're going to go. Um, I did see similarities. We talked about Romeo and Juliet. I also saw Gattaca, the 1990s. Oh, I'm going to fiction. see that. I've got to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, we should, watch that. maybe we should do that we one. We could add that onto it. That's a good one. And um, also, I know they've made a recent movie of this or TV movie, but the classic book Fahrenheit, not, uh, Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. Um, so I could see some similarities in this story to that or maybe some um, homage to it, you know, especially in the idea of the illustrations and the idea of like, you know, the world beyond and people being out there and, you know, okay, I think you said, oh, they, it, I love it. There's a line in this when he talks about that where he goes, oh, they stand around the campfire to express their an, an anxiety or yeah, something.
0: like to, to combat quite... what they call uh, anxiety. Designs. Yes,
1: it's like we don't know what anxiety is, <laughs> yeah. but these people do, and it's and to us, like or to to, to me, it's like, oh yeah, they're, they're the normal people. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're stuck out in some post-apocalyptic
0: <laughs> you know, wilderness, you will. Goodness knows what wild animals and these yeah. are out the place. And so. Whatever's and even other humans, other, whatever. other wild humans, you are know. Even more so, you,
1: yeah. I to, but that bit to me because I've read that book a couple of times and and quite like it, and it, it's it, it I could see some homages to that I think or some connections. So. Yeah, that's my technical rundown. Okay, well, that's... well, let's let us know out there if you're still listening to this episode. What you thought about any of the technical parts? Oh, did yeah. you did you get into this symbolism? Did you think that it was worth looking into? Do you think that they uh, discussed that those symbolic elements through the white and the Adam and Eve and you know some of those other connections? Or did you think no, it was a little bit more well, straightforward? We, we than
0: did it? get some feedback on the lobster. Did we? Yes. Wow. We've got the, uh, I absolutely hated that movie. Okay. So that was one response. <laughs> all and right. All to right. which I said, yep, yeah, that seems to be the way the, uh, yep. the, the reviews were either love it or hate it. The very next person then commented on and said, uh, I, I was one of the ones who absolutely loved it. I've watched it multiple times. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Verbally, when I've told people about The Lobster, they have, everyone that apart from you and me mm. has said, I couldn't watch the whole thing. Basically, yeah, well, like that, that, quite that's, confronting, you know yeah. what I mean? Like they, they were like, oh, I watched half of it and I just, I couldn't go on with it, you know, and yeah. I kind of think, oh, and then you missed the, <laughs> you missed the second bit. You missed the payoff. But you and I seem to, and my wife is like, you know, you two seem to really like it. And I'm like, yes, we do. Yeah.
0: Well, so uh, I was actually going to talk a little bit. The other thing that this uh, society modeled a little bit, and I don't want to go into it because we've got to sort of wrap up, is mm-hmm. a lot of other forbidden uh, situations. So it really spoke those two the AIDS scare. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't have that same stigma as it used to because no. we've obviously progressed, but certainly I remember in the eighties and nineties, yeah. it was like, that was the boogeyman. That was, mm. and you'd, you'd hear stories of someone who was diagnosed with AIDS and they basically ostracized, you know, like they had to, that's sp- a really good point. All actually. their sports, yeah. they were, they, people wouldn't, um, share food with them. Yeah. Um, they were scared and it was a similar sort of thing, but also then I guess you sort of say, um, Interracial sort of relationships again. You've got the same sort of thing as of like uh, you're having feelings for someone from a different caste or class or sect or race or something. Oh dear. And he said, "No, don't worry. It's not contagious." Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, they're, I know this is my just my personal shame that I am yeah. like a, a a woman. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, perhaps maybe we'll want to reconsider that. Perhaps you can right. meet, we're going to have the cure for homosexuality That's pretty right. soon. Yeah. And well, so you, was, it was a whole homosexual yeah, thing again. Okay, so, yeah. So I saw a lot of that. Won't go into that anymore because yeah. as you say, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack and you can, you can read a lot into this film and get a lot yeah, out of it. Which is great. I and mean, I think it makes it a good movie. It makes it, it worthwhile, definitely, to watch. Well, know, Here right? we are. We've, we've prattled on about all these points yeah. for for quite some time as well. <laughs> so, so well, getting, we do
1: joy watch and we hope other people out there joy well, watch. That's you're the doing. whole idea.
0: You've you got to learn how to, how to take the, the good stuff out of these things because you only live once and you can learn every day.
1: Definitely, man.
0: So uh, it was a great movie. Is by Drake is directed by Drake. What's his last name?
1: Uh Drake is his last name. Oh Drake, uh, Mr. Drake. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> sorry. no,
0: sorry, no, 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 sorry.
1: Might have to edit that. No, Drake Doremus.
0: Ah, oh, Doremus, yeah. Yeah,
1: Doremus, yeah. Yes. Sorry, yeah, no, Drake is his first name.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um and then we got uh we have Nicholas Holt, uh Kristen Stewart, and then we've got some uh great Honourable mentions here the Guy Pearce yeah. and... Um, Jackie Weaver. Jackie Weaver, <laughs> yeah, twice. Who's
1: in every... You watch out. You watch her movie. You will see that she is in a yeah, movie. I'm going to see her in so everything now, You will I? see her in everything. Everything, since she did Animal Kingdom, the Australian movie in, I think that's 2012, 2013, and wins an Oscar, you know have Hollywood's been all over you know. She's been in... Ho- I've seen her in comedies and I saw her in this and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't watch a movie. Oh, she's very good. good. Oh, she is very good, you know. Very, and and very this was only genuine. a small role for her, you know. You give her a juicier role and she'll she'll smash it but she just seems to be in everything at the moment. <laughs> good I, for her, you well, know, I'm, later in her career. You know, she's come to... I'm very excited television. for
0: next week's... In fact, yeah. I was very excited to discover uh, that this is the 40th anniversary of Alien. Ooh. The original... You know, monster creeping through the air ducts, eating people movie. So good. One of my favorites to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we're watching that next episode. Oh, okay. And we're going to talk about that. We'll try to keep it to below a five-hour episode <laughs> length. And so make sure you definitely watch that. There's also some, there are six web mini story short stories that have been released online. Okay. I saw that they were there. I, I didn't sort of, you know, log in to to get a hold of them, but I'm definitely going to check those out. About Alien? Yeah, Alien. Okay. So they're um they're each sort of short stories about set in that universe of okay. Alien. Okay, all right. So all right. examining different parts, uh, presumably of the Alien and of the Whalen Company and of um, various explorers. Are they little fictional things. stories? Or yeah, are they yeah. Okay, they're excellent. Little, little short where, so where do you get them? Where can you find oh, them? It, Is well, it just through the Alien? you can do a Google search for... Okay. Alien um, website. Yeah, Alien 4th Anniversary short okay. web series. I oh, don't know, I'm sure <laughs> you find it. Yeah. I can't. Sounds I can't good. So that's going to be next week, or the week after, sorry. And that's going to be Ripley. awesome. Ooh,
1: yeah, looking forward to watching Ripley again. I yeah, might just have to watch that one three or four times. Yeah, well, I'm going <laughs> to crack out the old... Twice.
0: I got the old Super Special Edition DVD. It's, it was a nine DVD box set yep. for the... um. Three movies. Yeah, so it's got theatrical and a couple of directors and then some documentaries and special Excellent. features. Oh, Just what
1: you want. It's amazing. Hours okay. and hours of talking about films.
0: So uh, I guess I guess that's it then. Yep. Thanks for coming around chatting with me, Mark.
1: No worries. Thanks. Sorry, and it'd be great to hear any listeners' response out there about Equals. Please go check it out. Please let us know what you think about Equals or anything that we have talked about on this podcast. Be great to hear from you, and check us out on Twitter. Twitter at Space Brains Pod. Yep, on Instagram, which is just Space Brains, and on Facebook, Space Brains Podcast.
0: Yes, fantastic.
1: Okay, all of those social medias. Please check in, comment, let us know, and we will see you next episode for Alien. See
0: ya.